Welcome to the second episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, Megan. We're going to talk about a movie we watched that we assumed would be terrible. And in case you think that sounds like every bad movie podcast, let me state it's not a bad movie. It's a made-for-TV bad movie. Today, we watched a movie, Don and I. Don, what did we watch? Love on the Sidelines. Yay! Woo! Go team! <laughs> <laughs> it's so apt that you would say that. I thought so. You know, it, you don't know that it's about sports unless you put a bunch of sports references on it. And boy, do they ever. They really do. They yeah. really want us to know. This movie, much about sports. Yes. Yes, much to do about sports. Absolutely. That would be such a better title for this movie. I thought so. I should have named it. But they didn't <laughs> ask me, darn it. <laughs> they did not. They did not ask us. No, we, we would have been able to help them with a lot of things, I think. I think so, yes. They needed a bit of help. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to start with a, a brief synopsis, and we're just going to chat. So um, the story's about Laurel, played by, uh, what did they say her name was? Emily something? Keller? Something like that? I don't know. Anyways, you know her as uh, Beth from The Walking Dead. Or Although, you don't know her from Beth from The Walking Dead if you don't watch The Walking Dead, which that's me. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize it was her until like the very end. And uh, then I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's the girl from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> but for most of the movie, I was like, oh, wow. It's just a very tiny blonde woman with a small voice and large eyes. Yes. Uh, which, which she is. Uh, anyways, her character's name is Laurel. And her roommate with whom she is close friends, is going to move out soon because she's getting married, and she needs a new roommate. And so she gets um, this woman to come in to be interviewed to be a potential new roommate, and this woman is a personal assistant. Laurel is unemployed. She went to college. She went to college. She went to college. She really did. Mm -hmm. She really emphasizes that. <laughs> she mentions that she went to college, I think, three or four times in the movie. She's, yeah. like, very touchy yeah. that you, I guess, assume that she's a dumb blonde and mm. did not go to college. Or she's too young to have graduated from college because she's very tiny. She is. She could fit in your pocket, pretty much. Um, so Polly Pocket is interviewing <laughs> this potential roommate. And this uh, potential roommate, um, she seems like... She has her life totally together, has this really amazing job. She's jet-setting around the world as a personal assistant. and She, she does, does her elevator speech very well. Yes. She's like, here's my credit score. Here's my tax returns. I, I don't know if anybody <laughs> wants her tax returns. Right? Her roommate? But yeah. um, in case you wanted it, she'll give it to you because she's on the ball. And uh, so after this <laughs> amazing speech, um, the our main character, Laurel, says... I think I want your life, <laughs> which I thought was a very single white female thing to say to your new roommate. But the, <laughs> the new roommate was totally like, cool, great. I have a place to live. I'm going to go get on a personal, uh, a private jet to, of my employer, who I cannot name because of confidentiality. And uh, I'll give you a recommendation to be a um, personal assistant yourself, since it seems to interest you. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all it takes, really. It's just a really short, I mean, they were together, what, what five minutes total? And she's yeah. already like, oh, I'll recommend you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, you just met her. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that's because she wants an apartment so badly <laughs> that, she, that she is yeah. willing to be like, I don't care. I can put my name on the line. Yeah. 
you could be the worst personal assistant in the world, but you're giving me a place to live. Yes. So I'll recommend you for anything. Yeah. Desperation will do that to you. (laughs) So I'm imagining there's a bit of an interesting backstory as to why she needs to move in so quickly. (laughs) But we never get that because she is barely in this movie. Yes. She she's hardly home. You won't even see her because she's like jet setting with her clients she can't even talk about. Yeah. So you see her three or four times in the movie total. Um, So, oh, at the very beginning, there is a short scene with Laurel and her current roommate and her current roommate's fiancé. Her current roommate's fiancé is super into football, and Laurel is super not into football. And he comes over, and it's kind of funny because, obviously, like, the NFL is not going to let them use any actual names of actual players. They're not going to use any actual names of actual teams. So he comes over, and he starts talking like, oh, I, I don't know the guy's name, like Ron Holland, and he's gotten sacked in the the San Francisco Miners. And you're like, are you, what, why is this, any of this supposed to mean anything <laughs> to me? But in this world, this league is bigger than the NFL, and it includes the Miners. Yeah. And Holland is... Miners with an E. Yes. <laughs> it's not children <laughs> playing football. Um, this is the major leagues, people. So yeah. That's baseball. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it could have been baseball. I mean, there's, yes. there's nothing super specific to it being football. It's just he's an athlete. She thinks she hates jocks. This goes unexplained for most of the movie. Yes. And she doesn't know or really care anything about sports. Um, and so it's it's strange that the fiancé comes up to them and starts talking to them about the game, even though it is a sports bar and they are watching this this game together. <laughs> it's it's strange because he's like, the quarterback just got sacked. And it's like, I mean, unless it happened a lot and you're really worried about your offensive line, like, quarterbacks get sacked. Like, why is this surprising or right. upsetting? Like, he should have led with, the quarterback is horribly injured and he's a <laughs> great quarterback and what yeah. is our team going to do? But he doesn't. He He starts off with, he's been sacked. And I'm like, well, he's a quarterback, so that's fair. (laughs) And, of course, she doesn't know anything about football. She's like, he was fired? Oh, no. (laughs) Because he doesn't even know what to be sacked is. Right. So there's a lot of that, a lot of confusion (laughs) over football terms. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they really thought that this would be a great comedy potential. Like, how many things can we say? that would be really confusing mm-hmm. to an uninitiated person. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so then uh, she ends up getting paired up with uh, this quarterback, this sidelined quarterback, if you will, mm. uh, who only ever has male assistants and is very angry to be paired up with a female assistant. Very, very upset. Yes. Yes. Because he's like, uh, you can't even come into the locker room, you know, you're a girl. And she's like, what, you need me to, like, help you get dressed and stuff? You know. Yeah, and then yeah. he needs someone to spot him. Oh, yes. Like, spot at the one gym. Fifty. I remember that. And uh, <laughs> it's like, you don't have any trainers. And she's not even 150 pounds herself, so yeah. she couldn't. I mean, she's, like, maybe 89 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's very she's tiny. She's barely small. Yeah. Could fit in your pocket. Yes. Can't emphasize it enough. <laughs> um, Packet says romance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently he doesn't have personal trainers 
and he cannot wash himself. <laughs> and that's what he uses personal uh, yeah. assistance for. I guess. But he does not want a girl. He's like, ew, girls, cuties, yeah. don't, want, don't like it. Yeah. Me no likey. <laughs> and she says, well, I knew, but I, I'm desperate for work. As if that's supposed to mean anything. Oh, yeah. And uh, this Blair is, loves to hear that. Yeah. This yeah. is the second time. During her interview with the actual agency, she's like, well, I'm desperate for work, so you should really hire me. <laughs> have a college degree. <laughs> if she was like a squeaky toy with like, you know, like a pull string, oh, that would be her phrase. I went to college. Absolutely. I went to college. Got a college degree. <laughs> because in the middle of this conversation, she's like, I went to college. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> Which I think is a bit of the audience response yes, too. Yeah. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he explains why he wants a male assistant. She says that she's going to work really hard because she's desperate. And then he says that during his uh, injury, um, she can be his assistant because he really does need someone to help because he has a book out and he's doing book tour. Although he never leaves the city, so not that big a big book tour. Yeah, very very um, insular book tour. <laughs> very insular book tour. Maybe <laughs> like a very small town. Well, it's definitely San Francisco. They say the Bay Area, so I guess that's all he did, the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. all the yeah. libraries and bookstores yes. in the Bay Area. Yes, all the inner city kids. That's yeah. what it's for. All the proceeds are going to go to inner city kids. Yes. So, so that you know a he's good not guy. a bad Yeah, that's he's proof. a good guy. Yes. Um. Because it's hard to tell because he's been really jerky. Right. Yeah. So we need this established. Yes. Um, at one point, he does a photo shoot, presumably for an advertisement. This isn't really explained, but it's like her first day on the job. Like a razor or something? Oh, it might have been a razor. Yeah, I think he's holding up a razor. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he's like in a tux. Yeah. And uh, he's with this model. This very famous model, mm. and it turns out that she is the um, client of the personal assistant. <gasps> Surprise! The roommate assistant. Yes. And so this is like the second time he's here. And um, name is Hunter. Yeah. Very modely name. I guess. <laughs> I was saying I thought the casting mm-hmm. of this model was a little weird. Yeah. Because models tend to have like very distinct features yeah. are, are very wayfish or are very tall. They're very something. They're mm-hmm. very different looking. And this girl is pretty, yeah. but she isn't weird looking in any way. No. She just looks like an actress. Just, and it's strange because yeah, Hallmark does sometimes use models as actresses, mm-hmm. and they chose not to use any of those women. No. Um, <laughs> in any case, they're um, doing a photo shoot, and then part the way through because he can't stand because of his bad ankle... Um, the guy doing the photography decides that he should be wearing a sports jersey. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. not really okay. sure why that made sense. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he yells to the room that he needs the jersey. And then she runs over and she grabs the jersey, but it's the wrong jersey. Yes. Very first, she didn't even look at them. She's like, oh, here's some jerseys. And just picks one. <laughs> like, oh, they're all, you know, the same. Jerseys are jerseys, right? It doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> literally his name is on his jersey. Yeah. Like, that is the easiest thing to get right. How do you get that wrong? Right, <laughs> right, right. But this is... She this went to college, though. Yeah. She went to college, guys. <laughs> and she did not pay attention to sports. And she doesn't know that names are on jerseys. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. she, she hands in the wrong jersey. And then the f- model stands too close to a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and her dress gets tangled up in it. <laughs> the photographer yells to everyone, can someone please help her? <laughs> and so there's like this one guy with like a headset on who's like pulling at fabric. And then the girl says, I think I can help with that. Because <laughs> she went to college, and yes. apparently this is something that is taught in college. Oh, yeah. And then they just cut away from the scene, and we're like, did someone actually turn that fan off or anything? <laughs> or is, is this model getting chopped up as we speak? But then later, um, what do you call them? Are they pull-ups or <laughs> pickups? Or pickups. Yeah. That you... thing where you like put like a little dart in the skirt where you pull up a little bit and gather a little I'll gather yeah so she manages to do that because this girl's a designer that's right um and this is going to factor in later yes and uh so then they finish out the shoot oh we meet uh his dad Oh, yes. And Which in homework. He looks like a football guy to me. Yeah. Like, I was wondering, is he really a football guy in real life? Maybe. We probably should have looked that up. <laughs> we don't care enough. <laughs> no, I, I swear he is. Though he might be Canadian, so he might not. Might be a hockey player. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Canadians have football, too. Oh, okay. He could be a Canadian football player. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, he has one of those, like, really... Like Joe Montana kind of looking face. Yes, you know. And um, so he's very nice. But um, in all Hallmark movies, there are family mottos, mottos that get passed along and repeated throughout. So it's their core virtue as Mm. a family. And theirs is never settle for the sidelines. And this is the first of many meaningful sports analogies. Yes. (laughs) Um, At one point... His teammate comes to his house, knocks on the door, and the <laughs> assistant comes to the door, and she's... Laurel. Laurel, yeah. The main character, yes. The main character. She comes to the door, and she does not have a list of people who are accepted or aren't accepted. There are no security people. There's no, like, security code or anything like that. So she's just like, who are you? <coughs> and... um. He, like, says his name, and she doesn't know who it is, and he's like, I'm a tight end. And she's like, I don't know what that is. And <laughs> yeah. and uh, he, it turns out it is a team member. Um, but the ridiculous thing is he literally picks up this woman and barges in the house. Yeah. This is, like, really not okay behavior. <laughs> no. And it's played up for laughs. Like, yeah. oh, who cares? You can just muffle your way into people's homes yeah. without... You know, and pick up a, a total problem. stranger right. up in the air. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really not okay. But in the movie, it was like, oh, he's a football player and she's a girl. So she gets picked up. Ha ha. Oh, just so adorable, you know. Yeah, I guess, you know, you're playing with that idea. Like, she's so tiny and he's a big football guy and he can pick her up and lift her around. What a visual. Yeah. Yeah, that was came off a bit aggressive. It was extremely aggressive. <laughs> I was like, I don't oh. know you. You're picking me up and you're like barging into this house. Yes. Are you a crazy fan? Are you going to hurt mm-hmm. me? I don't know who you are. Right, um, right. <laughs> but it turns out it's totally fine. He's friends with the guy. Um, <laughs> hmm. It turns out that our main character, Fella, 
whose name I've already forgotten. What is his name? <laughs> He's such a generic character. He's very generic. Good question, Megan. Um, do do. I think he might have a. Well, that's his friend. <laughs> We're looking at names here. <laughs> it's funny. The name that you hear the most in the entire movie is Ron Lucas, who is another one of the players. Danny Holland is Danny Holland. the lead. Danny Holland is our main guy. Yes, main guy. So Danny Holland and Hunter, the model, who doesn't really look like a model, no. they're dating. And um, he, they're going to have a, a date and they have a miscommunication. He says, we're going to go to the club and um, not like a dance club. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I think the model's supposed to look bad in this instance. Yeah. But, like, come on. If you just say the club, most people are going to assume some sort of dance club. They're yeah. not going to say just Boys like and model. Girls of America. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. Um, so they do that, and they end up coming home early. Laurel has made the room look romantic for him as part of her duties as his assistant. And, um, oh, we skipped over the dog. Do you want to talk about the dog? Oh, well, yes, of course. The main character, I believe, always has to have a dog. At least one of them has to have a dog or a cat, especially dogs, because they're more cuddly and shows, like, you're a very loving person. And, and loyal. Sh- and loyal, and that'll make you a good um, romantic partner. I don't have a dog. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it says so much about it. I know, right? Neither of us have a dog. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, so this dog, of course, is not just any dog. It's a massive, massive dog. What type of dog was it? I think it was a Great Dane. It looks like Marmaduke. It's yeah. huge. Marmaduke type of dog. <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> and, of course, it's hilarious because she's like 4 foot 11 and about 95 pounds soaking wet. And this dog is like more than half her size. So, but she wins this dog over, of course, which is proof that she's a very good person. Yeah, because dogs can tell. Yes, they can sense bad people and good people. And she's one of the good ones. So, they clicked fine. So, beautiful thing. So, she uh, passes what Don likes to call the the dog test, which is one of the many tests, uh, crucibles that lovers go through in movies (laughs) to show their worthiness. And um, the Hallmark dog test. The Hallmark dog test, Hallmark indeed. Um, also, throughout this entire uh, watching experience, there are banners and there are commercials for the kitten bowl. It's like as if saying, we know you don't care about football. <laughs> you should totally watch the kitten bowl, which is just kittens running around a fake football field <laughs> um, when the Super Bowl is on. Um, so that was interesting. Anyways, uh, he comes back from the club with Hunter and the house is all romantic, but they're a little early, and Laurel is still there. And so rather than just saying, oh, excuse me, I, just, I was just about to leave. Have a nice night. <clears throat> she hides in the bathroom and is going to slip out when they go into the other room. They don't go into the other room, so he ends up finding her in the bathroom. Um, the dog is in the house. Hunter hates the dog immediately and requests the dog be put outside. Keep yeah, yeah. The <laughs> dog can tell that this is not a good girl, and they have immediate animosity towards each other. And he puts the dog outside. So, but then the dog starts to whine, and I guess later it's determined that he's whining to be let in so he can play with Laurel because he loves Laurel and he knows Laurel's still there. Can smell her and misses <laughs> his dear friend Laurel. 
the perfect girl for his owner. Oh, yes. her owner. It's a, it's a she dog. Yes. Yes. What was the dog's name? Newt, right? Newt. Oh, yes. The dog's name is Newt. So then when she first met Newt, Laurel's like, oh, do you like Newt Gingrich? And then he's like, no, it's for Newt Rockney. And, of course, I know some people don't know about Newt Rockney. I don't know. You Do you even know about Newt Rockney, Meg? I don't. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's cool. So that would make sense. So that um, football reference makes sense. She wouldn't know that because not many people know that. That's so old, like from the 20s or something or 30s or whatever. Uh, football. Um, I understand coach. the rest of the joke now because he said that, he was a coach, and then she's like, oh, did you play for him? <laughs> oh, yeah. So been now, a dead a while. Yeah, so that makes sense why he would be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Newt goes outside, is whining to play with Laurel, who is still inside in the bathroom, and then on the couch is Hunter and Dan Holloway. Holiday. Danny. Holland. <laughs> Danny Holland. That's his name. Sounds like a jazz singer or something. Danny Holland. (laughs) Danny Holland on the drums. (laughs) (laughs) So they're on the couch, and she says, I like dogs most of the time. And then she, like, pauses for a moment and then grimaces, but only with her lips. (laughs) She doesn't make the noise, but, like, make that noise yourself and then look at yourself in the mirror and imagine someone doing that. Or better yet, don't watch the whole movie. <laughs> Start the movie, fast forward it 30 minutes in, and watch it. Because we literally laughed out loud at that part. That was our be- that, That's the best part of the whole movie, I think. Yes. Comedy gold right there. <laughs> and it, I don't think it was meant to be too comedic, but she hammed it up, this actress, really did. Yeah. And I think the best part about it is, like, the pause between her speaking and her making a face. <laughs> it was like... She couldn't have the emotion at the same time that she was speaking. She had to, like, wait and then be like, okay, let me really, really tap in deep to the feelings I'm having right now. <laughs> now that I've gotten my line out, <laughs> it felt it felt very unnatural. <laughs> it was like someone off, off screen is like, make the face, make the face! And then she did. It was very strange. <laughs> That's funny. It was, it was great. Yeah. Um, oh, and then she suggests that... Um, Newt gets a pet therapist, um, <laughs> to which you said, models and their pet therapist. Yes. You know how models are. <laughs> Therapy for everyone, even for the doggy. And that made me think I would rather be watching a movie about models with uh, pet therapists <laughs> right now. <laughs> it would have been really good. <laughs> um, so she starts... The main character, Laurel, starts making girly jerseys. They're just not cute, the jerseys, and she just sees potential in them, though I'm pretty sure she does not know that this is already something that's happening right now, (laughs) where (laughs) jerseys are being being made kind of tailor-fitted and in pink and cutesy styled for, you you know, female fans of the sport, but... I mean, yeah. she, at least they're not pink. That's a good thing. That is good. Um, <laughs> they're the true colors of the team, so that was nice. Yeah, she essentially just makes them tailor-fitted and then added, like, grommets around the collar and then some, like, ribbon in between the grommets. And so all the guys on the team are totally taken with this and are, start taking um, orders for their wives and friends. And, um, 
at, at some point she mentions that she's a, a designer. Uh, well, I guess he sees what he believes is his playbook. And so he grabs it, and it turns out to be her design notebook. And then they start talking about the fact that she's a designer. And it's beautiful because I think that really is another way to show us how well-suited they are to each other. It's beautiful, really, when you think about it, because her style book looks exactly the same as his playbook. Oh, my gosh. So beautiful. I love it. Or, really, I don't, as you can tell. <laughs> it's a match made in stationary heaven, really. Beautiful. So um, then he's like, oh, yeah, you were made a, making a tailor fit jerseys. I see the connection. To which I said, I don't. <laughs> like, anyone literally... Like, anyone who's ever shopped at, like, a Joann's and knows a bit about sewing could have done what she did. It was not a design thing. It was just like, oh, I think I'm going to take this in a little bit here, add some grommets, some ribbon, ta-da! It did not feel very designer, cutting edge. No, not really. (laughs) Um, At one point, because he's laid up, he um, accidentally knocks his cell phone off the table. They... Both go on the floor and reach around to retrieve it. And she picks up a Kafka book and she says, oh, whose is this? Which is a rude thing to say when you're in somebody else's house. Like, (laughs) it's probably his. (laughs) And he's like, what, I'm not allowed to read literature? I went to college, too. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) Uh, Because apparently Laurel is not the only person to have gone to college. And, um... So then they manage to get the cell phone, but not before they touch hands. And the magical chimes start ringing. So now you know they're falling in love because we've had a musical cue. Yes. Um, at one point, she drops him off at the stadium in her 1965 Ford Mustang, cherry red. And <clears throat> it apparently is not the sort of car he would have expected her to drive and they kind of have a moment of connection earlier on in the movie over this car because he apparently used to have the same kind of car that his grandfather had passed down to him um when he was in high school and um she's having problems getting the car to start and we don't know if like what exactly is wrong with it but right before commercial he says oh let me take a look at it and then at the beginning of when it comes back, it's now working. And she's like, that was an amazing fix. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> he has no tools. <laughs> He's just able, and he doesn't, they, they don't even mention like, oh, no worries, something about an alternator, something about a starter. Like, it's just like, it's fixed now. <laughs> a little lazy there. <laughs> I mean, not that I needed like a whole lot there, oh, well. but I mean, it still was very strange. <laughs> um, earlier in the movie, she's doing a little bit of research about her client because she realized she's woefully ignorant about everything. And um, she is reading, we see her reading a book called Kids Guide to Football, which is kind of funny that she's reading this book for children. Um, but it turns out, no, that's the book that he wrote. That's the book from the book tour. They keep on talking about the book without actually using the title of the book. And so it's not until much later where she mentions that she's read his book and that he could be a writer if he can't continue with football. Which, I mean, no one can continue with football forever unless you become a coach. But um, 
So I thought it was strange how we didn't know that that was his book until much later. Yeah, that was like, oh, now that makes sense. I thought she just really needed help with football, that she had to go to the basics and go to a children's book on fo- football. Yeah. But no, it's apparently his. <laughs> it, it's for the inner city kids, though. All proceeds. So he's an awesome dude. Totally an awesome dude. Yes. Um, she becomes friends with the mom and the sister of Dan Holloway. Very important. Holiday. Holland. <laughs> Why can't I do this? Danny Holland and the drums, everybody. <laughs> um, and at one point, um, as she's leaving them, um, she's with them to help plan the 35th wedding anniversary party for Dan Holland's parents. <laughs> um, Isn't he a wonderful guy? He wanted to plan this party for his parents so that shows you that he's another way he's sh- they're showing us that he's a good upstanding guy he's a family guy yeah even though he's totally passing it off to her <laughs> to <Yeah>. do <laughs> and even the sister's like oh he's gonna probably pass it on to you anyway because that's what he does you know yeah um it's strange when they first meet because upon hearing that the uh, that his parents are having a 35th wedding anniversary party, she immediately says, oh my goodness, that's amazing. My parents only made it six years, which I thought was a really awkward thing to say. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> it's like, wow, way to make this such a bummer. <laughs> but it made her even more romantic, which is like, okay, I don't see it. But but she seems like the type that is very cutesy, that it would be her thing to be a romantic type anyway. Yeah. It was, it's probably more nature than nurture. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, because then the sister's like, yeah, having parents that have been married 35 years has made me a hopeless romantic, too. So it's like everyone's a hopeless romantic because it's a Hallmark movie. Except <laughs> the brother, the main character, Danny Holland. He is doesn't want anything too serious because everything is, like, on the Internet and you can't keep things private. So he made, like, a statement about, like, just, you know, dating and not falling in love, but just keeping it cash. Keeping it casual. Um, so, um, anyways, at at one point when she is departing from Ava, the sister, and the mother, the mom calls her sweetie, so we know she is in with this family. Um, so it's hard not to call her sweetheart or sweetie, because she's just like a little kid. She's adorable. She does look like a child. (laughs) Oh, darling, sweetie, it's okay. (laughs) Um... Oh, at at certain intervals, she will mention rules of personal assistantship, and she has gotten this from the book um, her friend uh, roommate created. Her roommate created this book that has all this information, and it has all these rules about how to be a good personal assistant. And the number one rule is don't get too personal. Um there is a guy, Ron Lucas. He's the one that is being the quarterback in uh, Dan's absence. He is friends with Dan. And he, at first, is interested in the assistant Laurel. Um, and Dan is not into it. Um, and then later, he is interested in Dan's sister, Ava. And Dan is completely oblivious and thinks that Ron is still <laughs> into Laurel. No, Ron Lucas. 
Yes, we don't say one name. We that's true. That's true. Every <laughs> time he is mentioned, it's always Ron Lucas. Anytime anyone sees him on the street, Ron Lucas. <laughs> anytime anything, it's always Ron Lucas. <laughs> Danny Hall Hall Holland. <laughs> I'm never gonna get that name right. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. You know, after this, you won't have to remember it, and you probably won't. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, no one. I mean, Laurel. They use Laurel's name quite a bit. Um, they don't use anybody else's name that frequently at all. And um, in fact, it takes us like ten minutes into the movie before we identify either Laurel or her roommate who's getting married. And um, the only name I can remember is Ron Lucas because they Ron Lucas the heck out of this movie. Ron Lucas this, Ron Lucas that. Ron Lucas is such a nice guy. Um, I kind of wish this movie had been a bit more about Ron Lucas and less about Dan Holliday. I agree. Holland. <laughs> For some reason, Danny Holliday makes me think of like, or Holland makes me think of like Billy Holiday or... Mm-hmm. Someone Holloway. I can't, for whatever reason, Holland is not a name to me. Holland is a country, not a last name. <laughs> well, that was that was weird, too. At the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, I think they were saying that Holland was bombing. So this man, Holland, was not performing well. But Laurel is confused and said, did someone nuke Holland? Which... Bombing and nuking are not the same thing. Um, if someone's bombing, your first assumption should probably not be nuclear. Um, hers is. So she's very much a worst-case scenario kind of girl. Um, and also, it's because she went to college. Yeah, she knows all about the fusion and the fission and the atom bomb and the H and all of it. Um, but uh, it's it's funny because the audience is also just as confused because... This Danny Holland character is not a real football player. None of us have any sort of reference for this either. So when he's going on about like how he's bombing, it's relating to a football game that is both fictional and one we have not seen. <laughs> so it is very strange. Um, anyways, at, at a certain point, Ava and Dan meet over dinner. A very romantic dinner. <laughs> Candlelight and everything and the beautiful music. It's kind of weird. And yeah, it was the kind of place with tablecloths on the table. And like they weren't eating at the bar. They were eating at one of those tables with all the lighting and she's all dressed up all nice. And it was very strange for a brother-sister <laughs> meeting. But they're meeting about the parent um, party that they're having. And she says that she wants to do the speech, even though he ordinarily does speeches at parties. Although... I don't know. How often are they having these parties for their family? <laughs> Every five years. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're just really big into wedding anniversaries in this family. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, she gets angry and she says, you're selfish and you only think of yourself. And earlier, I skipped over something. Earlier, um, Laurel is hanging out with her roommate who's getting married at the bridal shower bachelorette thingamabob at this bar and it just so happens her employer and the other football players are also at the same bar and they all end up hanging out and um, 
they had had a moment of intense eye contact. So she's feeling a little fragile around him at the moment. And it was intense. <laughs> there was wine. She had two sips of it. Yeah. Which that is little body. Lot. It's a little body. Yeah. I, you have to imagine that she was nearly blackout drunk. <laughs> there's a lot of eye contact and she is like I have to go and um, then they see each other like later that evening at the bar and he gives guy advice to a friend who's also in attendance at this bridal bachelorette party and uh, she goes up to him and she's like I have a wedding this weekend so I need that day off and it's very important to me, and it's very nice of you to talk to that girl. But she's, like, very angry as she's talking. She said it before. I don't know if he was in the room, but she said that uh, weddings are sacred to her. Yes. She says that at least <laughs> twice. Sacred. <laughs> and not to say that weddings aren't sacred, but most of us don't go around saying it. <laughs> yeah. Came off kind of creepy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's the first, the first um, scene of this movie. Um, which I immediately skipped over because it did not seem important, and now I've mentioned it like three or four times. <laughs> she is in a bar with her friends, and she's talking about how broke she is, seeing as uh, she does not have a job. And her friend says, well, I don't need all the presents that I've received from my wedding. I can, you know, sell some off, and then I'll have some cash, and I can give it some to you. And then she says, oh, I wouldn't be able to take wedding money because weddings are sacred. And... uh she says later something about weddings being sacred. I don't know why it came up again. Well, because uh, later on when she's at the wedding reception, he she gets a emergency call, which, uh, what was it? This, the uh, ringtone was like a referee whistle. Yeah. Isn't that adorable? Okay. So <laughs> she gets this call in the middle of the reception of, for her friend's wedding. And she's like, you know, I don't want to go. This is my, this is very important to me. You know, you only get married once. I want to be with my friend. And he knows, I told him that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be at this wedding. How, you know, what big an emergency going to be? You know, and this friend's like, you know, I'm the bride. I say it's okay. You should go and check and see what's wrong. And so when she runs over, of course, in her beautiful dress with her hair done so well and all the makeup, that's another thing I think that happens a lot in in romantic comedies that you have the thing where they have to see you in a beautiful dress. In your full glory. Yes, in your full glory, running and being all upset and stuff, you know, all flushed. Oh, my. Uh, (laughs) And she was just like, I can't believe you called me. Weddings are sacred. (laughs) Yeah, because it turns out the reason that he's called her is because he's getting a little emotional. His sister called him out and said that he likes to be the center of attention. And (laughs) that scene was actually pretty great because it ends with this awkward like 11 year old coming over and being like hey mister could I have an autograph and it's just when he's like protesting that he is not in fact the center of attention (laughs) so then Ava his sister flounces off from their romantic dinner Mm -hmm. and uh, then he goes home and he's all uh, sad so then he does an emergency call um, to Laurel and when she comes over she's like I can't believe you just brought me over for this this is a dumb reason I don't think she says it's dumb but she's <laughs> essentially it's a dumb reason and weddings are sacred <laughs> and um, 
she's really mad and she's like, I bet you can't even do anything yourself. You don't even know what the inside of a grocery store looks like. And uh, he says, I can do this for myself. And he grabs her and he kisses her. <laughs> and that kiss. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, it goes from like her being super angry to her kissing him back. Like, oh, no, this is exactly where I wanted this conversation to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's working out better than I planned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying like people don't like initiate like physical romance with each other when they're angry. <laughs> but, like, it did feel very unnatural, especially because they did not have, like, any physical past. Like, they have been totally professional and platonic up until this they point. They touched hands under the couch when they were searching for the cell phone, and the tingling, beautiful chime music came in. And then the intense eye looks. That's true. They had those two things. They did touch hands. Yes, and some of that magical barring. hand touching. Yes, <laughs> magical hand touching. Oh yeah, I think they're relying heavily on the idea that they're sparring. Yes, which they're not really. No, it's, it's very lame. Very lame, lightweight. Sparring. Yeah, <laughs> especially since she's so tiny. <laughs> she's so tiny. <laughs> it's, it's like a little flea, like buzzing around. You just flick it. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very minimal. Yeah. Um. So then. The next scene is her coming over and saying good morning. Um, and then he's like, we should talk about the kiss. And then they get interrupted, and Hunter's back in town. And he looks very happy, though, remembering the kiss. Oh, yes. Yes. And she does, he's, he, like, apologizes for not being professional. Yeah. And she says, I did kiss you back. And um, they're about to get more into it mm-hmm. when Hunter comes. Mm-hmm. And Hunter, the <laughs> model model air quotes um and again she's pretty we're not saying she's not pretty she just does not look like a model um so he comes to the door and (laughs) he's like still in recovery and hunter jumps on him literally literally legs around his waist jumps on him yeah it was (laughs) uncomfortable to say the least yeah and he, he, like, nearly falls over, and she's like, oh, sorry, babe, is your knee okay? And he's like, it's my ankle. And she's like, oh, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. And touch call sign. She doesn't really care about him. Nope. Willing to maim him all the more. <laughs> and didn't even know where he was injured. <laughs> That's so sad. Very sad. Um, they have another photo shoot, Hunter and Danny, and... um. She brings over this little pocket dog that is all fluffy, like a little Pomeranian-looking thing. and um, Like an accessory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh, really? She brought her dog? And then, like, the camera pans over, and we see Laurel with uh, Newt the Giant Great Dane. And we're like, they both brought their dogs? What's <laughs> wrong with people? Um <laughs> and she thought, oh, they could be playmates. And he's like, uh, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, insofar as the little dog could be the chew toy of the big dog, yes. perhaps. Much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not playmates. Um, and he gets cleared to play again. And uh, his agent gets the call and is very excited. And he's running around going, woohoo, woohoo. And a little jump and everything. And then he kisses this one bald man on the head. It's one of the better (laughs) moments of the movie because the bald man looks at him like, oh, he just kissed me. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's just this very sweet moment of 
of connection between two people who do not matter to this movie at all. <laughs> but um, it was adorable. Yes. Uh, to see two grown men <laughs> just be so happy to have that moment of connection. Um, she, Laurel, is uh, sacked, so to speak. She's let go <laughs> because uh, he... Uh, has feelings for her and thinks that she doesn't have feelings for him because he thinks that Ron Lucas is dating her, but Ron Lucas is dating Ava, his sister. And they have a confusing conversation where they say the word she instead of using people's names, (laughs) which leaves um, Ron Lucas to believe that Danny knows that he is dating Ava when really Danny believes that Ron Lucas is dating Laurel. Anywho, <laughs> because of this... This sounds familiar, doesn't it? There's <laughs> something that happens a lot. Every, every single movie. <laughs> it's like, if people just use people's names... Yes, hello. If people used Laurel's name half as much as they did Ron <laughs> Lucas, there would not be any problems at all in this movie. So true. That's the problem with <laughs> this film. We we learned that like, the biggest lesson in this story is that... What you need to do is use people's names a lot so we can remember them. And then also, it's a great way to relate to someone. They always say that. Always say someone's yeah. name, look to their eyes. It's very important. Yeah. It's like salespeople. They're yeah. always like, oh, good to see you, Don. What decisions <laughs> have you been making about, you know, whatever, Don, yes. Don, Don? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we have no connection at all to anybody other than Rob Lucas at this point. <laughs> but, um so she's all sad because she's been let go, and she got, like, a severance package, whatever. And she thinks because she's a girl. Yeah. And so he... Um, kind of is. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> but, like, hey, money is money. Don't don't yeah. be throwing that away. That's right. But she it totally is because she is, I don't know, a person of character or something, and she wants to give the <laughs> money back. She went to college, but she's not very smart sometimes. No. She really isn't. <laughs> so she she's going to get the money back. And then she's talking to her roommate friend who is getting married. So ex-roommate, I guess. And um, What's her name? <laughs> who knows what that woman's name is? The one who's getting married <laughs> they to said it once. the football guy. I don't know. <laughs> the football guy. He yeah. Name either. No, he's a dentist. He's really into <laughs> football. There's a great scene where, like, he's mad on Laurel's behalf because he's friends with Laurel. Because Laurel and his fiancée are close friends. Again, this is getting very difficult not knowing anyone's (laughs) name. But um, because of that, uh, he's like, oh, I always have your side over Dan uh, Holland's side. He's wearing a Dan Holland jersey while he's saying this. (laughs) It's like, that's very sweet, but I don't really believe you. I don't believe him. Um. So anyways, they're at the sports bar, they're hanging out, and uh, she's talking about the severance package and how, you know, uh, things have not worked out with this guy. And she says something about not wanting to settle for the sidelines, and her friend says, what does that mean? And then she (laughs) says, nothing, to which I said, literally nothing. That doesn't mean anything. What are you saying? I'm not settling for the sidelines. Like, what is your big plan? And then it turns out she does have a big plan. Her big plan is to continue making jerseys because Hallmark Channel is all about the small business industry. I don't know if you know this, but there's always something that you can make that is going to save you financially that is going to come up like 
within the first third of the movie and then come up again at the end. And so that is her thing. And she's like, I don't know, though, because licensing fees and, Mm. like, money and, yeah, it could be problematic. And the mom's like, oh, don't discredit it. Because later she's talking about this idea with the mom. Danny Holland's mom. Yeah, because apparently they're still friends. Yes. And, um... Sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Darling, honey. (laughs) Um, So they, um... And and I think that's, like, actually, I mean, not to say that if you have a dream, you can't do the research, but sometimes, like, people are a little too enthusiastic to be like, hey, yeah, no, go follow that dream. Like, if this was the real NFL, like, you would have so much problems just making the couple of Jersey things that you already made. Like, (laughs) they are crazy (laughs) about licensing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but this is always like, oh, no, it'll work itself out. And, um... We go to the parents' um, wedding anniversary party. Um, We don't see them or any, like, banner that says, like, wedding anniversary. So you just see a bunch of people in black ties. So you're just supposed to, like, know what party this is. I was a little confused at first, all of it. (laughs) Um, And uh, there's a touching conversation between Dan and Ava, brother and sister, um, who, and she says, you know, you can do the speech, <laughs> which in this movie means like, I trust you to do the speech, your better speeches anyway, and I'm not mad at you anymore, but like kind of came off of more of a, oh crap, I don't know what to say. Could you please just take <laughs> over? <laughs> and he's like, I didn't plan anything. And she's like, oh, just speak from the heart. Because like in Hallmark, like if you speak from the heart, like it, it all works itself out. Of course. Although... One of their commercials is all about how a guy, like, tries to speak from the heart and can't do it and ends up using a Hallmark card. So, like, <laughs> if anyone should understand, like, speaking from the heart can be problematic, mm. it should be Hallmark. But um, yes. <laughs> at a certain point, there's, like, like you know how on an airplane, I think you said, there's, like, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, yeah. like, an announcement from the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's that little noise and, and the... Um, sister's like, oh, that's the call for the speech. And it's like, well, that's really obtrusive. <laughs> like, there's no one there, like, running the party to be like, okay, you can go up now. Um, but now it's boom, boom. So he goes up to this podium, and there's, like, Christmas tree lights all over it. And, like, the rest of the area looks, like, super pretty. Mm-hmm. It's just this one tacky move, and it's, like, it's all I can focus on at that point. <laughs> um... Oh, I see. So he he tells his he tells everyone in attendance about how his parents didn't like each other at first, and then they came to love each other because that's the only romance story in the world. Wow, not familiar, <laughs> people. Yes, and there's so many parallels between him and Laurel mm, and mm, his parents. And then he finishes up the thing, and his mom's crying, and it's a beautiful speech. Really, like wiping away tears that aren't there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, she's very conscious of her mascara. That's true. <laughs> and then he goes to his dad, and uh, his dad says, you're not going to sit on the sidelines, are you? Mm. And then <laughs> Dan says, no, I'm going for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in case you forgot, he's a football player. Yes. This is all about football. That's right. We have to bring out football. Yes. Um. So... Then he doesn't actually know where to find Laurel, but he does have the phone number of the friend who recently got married. 
And I don't know how he got this number, but he did. <laughs> um, Miraculous. <laughs> so he calls her and he's like, hey, I need to talk to Laurel. And then she's like, why? Because she's angry at him on her friend's behalf. And he's like, because I want to tell her that I love her. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, in that case, you need to be my husband's first dental patient. You need to watch TV with my husband once a month. And you need to get us passes to the game. And you need to, she has, like, this whole list of demands. Yeah, like a writer. Like, okay, now, wow. <laughs> it's she, like, it's, she's, she's a smart one, though. Yeah, Very but it's smart lady, but a little odd that she had that list prepared. Yeah. Like, she just was going to happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's like, I like my friend, and I would like her to find love. But mainly, I just want my husband to be happy, and this is what's going to make him happy. Yeah. <laughs> Which seemed a little strange. Like, you don't care enough about your friend to just say, like, hey, yeah, you can come over to here to this bar where she is and right, tell her that right. you love her. But whatever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give in to your demands. And, um... Uh, <laughs> it's a hostage situation. It is. It's a bit like negotiations <laughs> for a hostage situation. Pretty much. It's very strange. Um, meanwhile, uh, Laurel is talking to her current roommate, and her current roommate has decided she has had enough of this ridiculous actress, hunter woman, mm-hmm. and has left her employ. Um, we don't get any sense of why Hunter was such a terrible boss no. <laughs> throughout the entire movie. So this is news to us. I guess we're supposed to be happy for her. So you're like, okay. Yeah. She also steals the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which is illegal and very strange. Dog she seems, Oh my goodness. Yeah, she's like a totally normal human being except for that. Also, she... she saved him though. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah. And then she opens up her handbag and <laughs> up pops the dog and she says that Hunter was not a responsible pet owner. Uh, what? You just zipped him in a purse. <laughs> you could not take the moral high ground here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a purse purse. It wasn't like a, um, one of those carriers or anything. No. Was it, was a purse. it was a purse. And he was zipped inside. Or he could have suffocated. A handbag. A handbag. <laughs> Crazy. I, yeah. I mean, that dog could have been found multiple days later <laughs> dead. She seemed like surprised oh, when she saw wow. the dog. Like, oh, crap. I forgot about that dog. <laughs> Another wow. cuckoo bananas moment of this movie. Those were kind of cute. See that little cute little dog pop out of a little pink purse. <laughs> hello, very cute. It would have only been cuter if he actually did say hello. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So like the best moments of this movie are that I like dogs mostly. Weird face. Um, <laughs> the pet therapist line. The dog in the handbag. Yes. Um, Kissing the guy on the bald head and him looking up adorably. I can't believe he gave you a kiss. (gasps) And. uh, I went to college. I went to college. (laughs) 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 All you need to know to give me a job. And to think I'm I'm desperate. Did did I tell you I'm desperate? Desperation. I I will literally do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And then. Oh, it's so bad. Okay, so the our main character, mm-hmm. Dan Holland. There you go. Yes, I got it right. Yay. Marches into the sports bar and, of course, gets intercepted by the husband character, mm. dentist man. Super fan. Super fan. Oh, my gosh, it's you. I love you. Hug. No, oh, first, then, high five. Oh, no, high shake. five. Shake. Hug. Hug. Yes. Adorable. Um, <laughs> and then 
he scuffles along, and then it's him and her. And she, he says, I don't know what he says. <laughs> she remembered stuff about, I love you, please come back. Please come back to me. <laughs> and she says... Be my cheerleader. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That would have awesome if you said that. He didn't. But it's I wish so did. close. So close to that level <laughs> of stupid. Dead. Because then she says... Oh, she, yes. I guess this is a Hail Mary, Ooh. to which everyone in the room said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Because at that point, well, you may remember from our first episode that mm-hmm. I have a sister named Kathleen. She came in and she managed to see the last 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> and even though she had not suffered through the first hour and 50 minutes of this movie, <laughs> still felt the pain of, I guess this is a Hail Mary. <laughs> And he's like, you really are learning more about football. Why do uh, you really care about me? Uh, and then they kiss, of course. Yeah. And then it's over. <laughs> Blessedly over. Blessedly over. Yes. <laughs> Hail Mary. I'm not going to get over that no, forever. No. I'm still going to carry bad. that with me. Pretty bad. So, Okay. There are two scales, <laughs> and uh, it's been a long time since we talked to you last. We were going to do Christmas movies, and who knows? We might get back to Christmas movies one day. Um, but, sorry, this is a musical interlude while I try to remember how we do this. Okay, we have a five-star gauge, and then we have a five-whatever gauge, so we'll do footballs. Oh, and um, <clears throat> the star gauge is how much of it is actually good. And the, um, what do you call it? Football gauge. <laughs> <laughs> the pigskin gauge. The pigskin gauge is based on how much enjoyment we got from the stupidity. Mm. So I would say this movie's not terrible. No. So, I guess, I said two and a half stars for Harvest Moon. I guess three stars for this movie? Maybe two and a half? I don't know. It, I'm very lukewarm on it. It was not a good movie. Um, and then for Pigskin, uh, I'm going to give it a two. Two Pigskins. Just just to see the delight on that bald man's face when he gets kissed <laughs> on the head by the agent mm. is delightful. And the model making a face thinking about how much she hates certain dogs, <laughs> also delightful. And Hail Mary. So Hail Mary. Yeah. that th- Those are my scores. What are your scores? Yeah, pretty much. I think the one for the stars, it was definitely like a two, maybe two and a half. Very average film. Um, and enjoyment-wise with the pigskin scale, um, I would say it's about a two and a half, yeah. But I thought we got a little good amount of fun from it. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been more bored Yes. Um, watching Hallmark movies. Mm. Um, there's enough horrible sports analogies <laughs> yeah. to make this a worthwhile watch. I believe that, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think it was a bit of a fumble. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> so, now we've crossed over to the other side. <laughs> it won us over with its terrible use of sports analogies, and mm. and now 
uh, I guess this is, uh, I'm trying to think of another sports analogy <laughs> for the end of a game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've already... I think it's about time to, um, pour the cooler of ice Gatorade podcast. Yes. <laughs> and, Perfect. And end the game, yes. Yeah. Go team! Go team! <laughs>